What's up team, how's everybody doing? Welcome back to the Basery Podcast. Episode 91, I finally got Coach Rowan on the podcast. We've been wanting to do this for a while. Um, you've all probably met Rowan by now. Well, guys are coaching probably know Rowan by now. If you don't know Rowan, Rowan is extremely Irish, so I apologize in advance if you don't understand anything that the man says. Uh, we go into detail about Rowan's athletic and his coaching background and then talk a little bit about what he's doing now with regards to endurance sport. We then move into talking about pacing workouts and kind of how to strategize and approach workouts, movement efficiency, and a couple other subjects that will help you with your training, hopefully. Uh, real fun episode with Rowan. I hope you guys enjoy it. Have a fantastic weekend and catch you next week. What's up, gangsters? Welcome to the Base Street Podcast. I'm Craig Harriman, and I'm sat here with Rowan Bray. Rowan, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. <laughs> Just coming in on the old early morning to get this done. So I've been wanting to get Rowan on for a while. Those of you that are members at Base 3 will probably had Rowan as one of your coaches for a session already. Um, I wanted to do this a while ago just to do an intro to so you guys can meet or get to know Rowan a little bit better. So we'll go through uh, some stuff with him. And then we've got a couple other training topics that we're going to discuss later on. We were just talking about how uh, Joe Rogan's assistant, Jamie, the pull that up guy, has gone COVID. So there's no Joe Rogan podcast this week for those of you that listen. So you can Extra listen to this instead. Three this week. So we're expecting the listeners to be huge for this one, Rowan. So don't disappoint. Um, so, Rowan, how long have you been with us? Four uh, so I'm on about three months now. Three and a half? Three, three and a half. And then how long have you been in the UAE? Ten months. Ten months so in yeah, the UAE. So I moved over in January. Not ideal timing, but that's okay. That's all good. Let's give the people what they want to know, the good stuff. What is Rowan Bray all about? What's his background? Where's Rowan come from? Uh, all right, so that's a good place to start. So um, start from the very start or? Well, as far back as you feel relevant. Let Go where you're from. Okay, so I'm from Ireland. If you haven't noticed on this accent. Just just in case you Rowan haven't noticed. Rowan's got the best accent. Um, so yeah, from Ireland, moved in January, uh, Back in Ireland, kind of got into sports and stuff like that. Well, I've been playing sports all my life. Um, which got into, sports? Okay, a uh, bit of everything. So back home, there was a lot of GA, which I don't know if you guys heard of, a bit of fo- Gaelic football and hurling. Cool. Uh, if you haven't seen hurling, go look it up online. It's pretty crazy. This is literally hockey at head height. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of field hockey with a lot more contact <laughs> and in the air. And they've only recently, the last couple of years, said you've got to wear helmets for that sport, eh? Yeah. Basically, some people have described it as like Quidditch. (laughs) Quidditch. Just on the ground. Real life Quidditch. Yeah. There we go. Without broomsticks. Without broomsticks. Um, That's about it. So played a a lot of GA. um, Did a bit of swimming, basketball, a bit of rugby, um, hockey, everything really as a kid. So did that kind of stuff up till about 13, 14 Started focusing a little bit on basketball. Um, then when I was about 16, 17, I was, I was a scrawny kid. I was a small little fella growing up. Uh, really skinny. Really skinny. So playing basketball was good fun. But I used to get like bullied underneath the board. Uh, um, so I was like, do you know what I'll do? So I'll not a lot's changed then. Yeah, yeah. I've just gotten scrawnier <laughs> <laughs> since the insurance has started. Um, so then I was like, I don't want to get bullied underneath the the board anymore so let's go to the gym and build some strong shoulders nice. um so i started a nice commercial gym that was cool um i just went with a few friends and we just thought you know to be all end all was you know just bench press four days a week as heavy as you can every day which obviously isn't too smart but four day split yeah four day split of bench 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 and more bench and more bench yeah so pretty cool uh some arms in there too just because 
they're always nice to have yeah uh, and then uh, there was a CrossFit gym down the road from us so that was what you started training when you were how old 16 so that was like two years ago yeah yeah not long ago <laughs> how old are you now uh 24 Rowan's 24 just for you guys just in case you're wondering yeah looks older acts way younger acts way younger there we I go I love every time Rowan walks into a meeting he's 24 he's like morning kids how we doing <laughs> fuck's sake uh sorry so started lifting when you were about 16 uh it started going to the gym at about 16 that kind of stuff um down the road there was a crossfit gym and i used to always see them running circles around our car park and stuff like that and going and doing loads of fit stuff and i thought that looked a bit cooler than what i was doing because mm. i was getting a little bit out of breath going up the stairs to the gym which mm. wasn't that cool no uh not ideal not ideal for basketball not ideal for basketball so i looked into that when i was 17 and joined the crossfit gym at 17 uh, and I've been training CrossFit ever since. Went to college, studied sports science in college um, in University of Limerick. Um, kind of just stick with the CrossFit then for a long time. Did a lot of competitions, uh, some local competitions around Ireland, some then around Europe as well. I was going to say, you've done a couple. Spain and Lanzarote, um, London, stuff like that. Nice. Um, what is your biggest competition achievement or like work? Placing on a workout, position on the leaderboard, what's your biggest claim to CrossFit fame? Claim to CrossFit fame is maybe last year's Open. Uh, I think I was in the top 1 or 2% in the world in CrossFit, something like that. Um, that was for last year's Open, so this year's Open would obviously be a lot different <laughs> since I haven't done a lot of CrossFit this year and I've just been out running the roads a bit it depends if event one was a run event two was a bike and event three was a sim you'd probably do well i think i'd i'd have good chances yeah you'd probably um, have sense so i think that's the biggest claim to fame and then the the best competition i've done was maybe the european championships in london um that was pretty cool but that was a massive learning curve for me as well so what I, did you learn so i kind of <laughs> there was a lot about fueling and conserving energy okay. and all that kind of stuff so basically i went in um so the European Championships that di at that year was a one-year event. Now it's split into two-year events. So what they do is they do one event before you go. So they won't do they uh, they do one big long endurance event, um, maybe two weeks out, and that counts as your first event. And then you arrive on the day or the night before and stay in the hotel. And on the day there's six workouts, I think. In the one day. In the one day, which is spread out throughout the day, so you can head back to your hotel and sit down and relax and stuff in between. The hotel and the arena were on the same. Or the arena was in the hotel, whatever you'd say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, what I learned, basically, was I kind of... I was there as a bit of a spectator because there was a lot of really good athletes, loads of people that are at the games at the moment and stuff like that. So, I was... In between events, I was standing watching those people instead of, you know, trying to stay warm and mobilize and get my proper food in. And I spent too much time just spectating where I should have been finishing an event, putting on a pair of pants to keep my legs warm, putting on a jumper, heading back to my hotel room and chilling out for a while, putting the legs up or having a, a warm bath or something just to keep the blood flowing. But just to go a little bit deeper into that, what did you want to get out of that experience? Because you said it was a learning curve and you to go there and compete as an athlete was a learning experience, but then did you get much out of the experience of watching all these really high-level guys compete? Uh, I... I would not that I got so much out of watching these guys compete because you get to watch the CrossFit Games every year and you get a good insight. And with all the stuff on YouTube and the documentaries out there, you get to see all the day in the life and all this kind of stuff. So 
what I wanted to get out of that competition was a more competition experience and just um, compare myself to guys at the top of the right. top of the European standards. Yeah. And that was going well up till about four, I'd say, four or five. And then there was just one really sick event with loads of thrusters, loads of rowing and stuff like that. And my legs got fried and I couldn't walk back to the the hotel room. So I was with my dad walking back and every few steps, one of my legs would give in and I'd collapse onto him walking back. And that was just obviously because my fueling during the day had gone and I'd just worn out all my fuel sources. My legs were giving up on me after this workout. I went out too hard on this workout. which happens. It doesn't just happen to me, it happens to everyone, I'm sure. And then all the cooling down, warming up, taking care of yourself between events instead of doing the recovery stuff. Yeah, so that really didn't happen. So like in between events, I should have literally, second I finished, put on my clothes, got out of there and then started chilling out in the room, doing my whatever I need to do, my warm up, my cool down. But after that uh, fourth or fifth event, I wasn't fit to move and I was just goosed for the rest of the day. And have you, was that the last time you competed or have you done one since then? Um, I haven't done anything big since then. So then now, well, now you're an endurance athlete. So now that's less important because there's no inter rest in which needs yeah. to recover. It's just fueling for It's just fueling as you go along. Um, Alright, so that's, that's Rowan's CrossFit background. We'll come back to Rowan's kind of endurance uh, feats at the moment. Let's go work background. So most of you listening will know Rowan's one of our coaches here at Base 3. Um, you've been doing CrossFit since you were 17. How long have you been a coach for? Um, I've been coaching since I was 20. So I started coaching just in the gym that I was training in at the time. Yeah. Um, and I just started with loads of just, uh, I wouldn't say part-time hours, but just filling in the blanks for the coaches so there was three coaches in that gym at the time um and then i was just there to kind of fill the blanks whenever they got stuck so i didn't have a proper schedule or anything like that okay. but it was maybe do a class on a tuesday do a morning class on a tuesday do a morning class on a thursday um and you know i try to stick with that and they're like oh this weekend can you do the, the two or three classes this weekend no problem um that kind of way so Started when I was 20 and then I went into a commercial gym. I was working in a commercial gym at 20 as well. Maybe 90, 20, I'd say. And then what was the draw for you for to get into to coaching like or PT or whatever it is you were doing? What was the uh, appeal for you? Um, I think it was just uh, I was kind of pretty decent at CrossFit and people came asking for advice. And when you would give advice, you'd feel great about it. Um, and I was always big into sports, so... When I finished school, I didn't really have any interest in any of those other kind of um, any other college courses, marketing, anything like that. You know, no business wise, no interest in those kind of things. So I was like, I'm just going to do a sports course. So I did a sports science course um, and then I just found, you know, helping people was just really satisfying and, you know, a great feeling to help other people achieve their goals and see other people progress. So. That was just a big goal of mine. So when I started just giving tips and stuff and people coming for advice, that felt great. And I was like, you know, I can take this a little bit further um, and I can start start making a living out of that maybe. Nice. Um, I've noticed that a lot with you just in the short time that you've been with us. Is that something that I really enjoy, that you enjoy helping people? It's something that I think is a, the team will probably agree that's the strength of yours is the 
your desire to help other people and being quite selfish in that aspect, which I think is a great trait for a coach and a, and a really powerful reason to be a coach as well. I think if you're doing it for any reason other than to help other people, you're probably not going to get that much out of it. So that's cool to know. Yeah, it's the big part of our job, really. Yeah. Cause it's the most rewarding part of our job, isn't it? Because if I was in it for the money, I would have been a lawyer. <laughs> you wouldn't have gone down this route anyway. <laughs> that's song reference. If anyone can tell me what song that's from... I will give you something. Is that song before my time? Uh, you no. Know. No? No, you should know. It's quite a recent song. I should know this. If I was in it for the money, I would have been a fucking lawyer. Nah, man. No? You're too gangster. All right. If anyone can tell me who sings that song, um, I know one person in particular who's probably not listening to this would definitely be able to pull that out. But if anyone can give me the just the artist, that'll be that'll be enough. Um, okay, moving on to what Rowan's currently working on with his own training is Rowan's. When when you first on, you just got into so it's a new thing, right? Pretty you new. You've been yeah. doing it long, and you already got some pretty uh, aggressive endurance goals and. You've got, was it this weekend? Um, so this weekend I've got my first triathlon. Woo! Um, so Olympic distance triathlon. Break which, down the distances for us. What's the distance so for this one? So distance for this one is going to be a 1.5k swim, um, 40 kilometer bike and 10 kilometer run, uh, which isn't too crazy out there when you see these people going for crazy stuff. But for me, it's a really good stepping stone and a good start. What is your, like a, an average target time for that for you? What's kind of like the benchmark there for you so for that it's just going sub three minutes is the big the big goal sub three minutes or <laughs> sub three hours <laughs> that'd be good wouldn't it uh, so, sub three hours for that one and is that even break hour for each piece how long does a swim take so a swim's gonna take 30 minutes so oh, i did a, a pool swim last week 30 minute swim and i covered the exact distance 1.5 in 30 minutes in the pool swim so and that's with turnarounds um that's with turnarounds yeah it was a big pool 50 meter pool but um i think the sea is a little bit harder swimming and siding and stuff, depending on how siding goes on the day. That makes a big difference. What siding? So siding is when you lift your head to look around and make sure you're still on track. Ah, uh, yeah. So a lot of people don't sight enough and end up going way off track and adding an extra 100, 200 meters into their swim, which oh, yeah. is a little bit detrimental to their time. So we're looking at 30 minutes or sub 30 minutes, hopefully. I've never... I've only ever done one event that had a sea swim in it and that was quite bad and it was very small heats but what is how it will with this event because of COVID and stuff is it a, is there a big field of races is there a lot of people leaving at the same time so I'm not too sure how many people are signed up but online it's sold out so there'll be a few I think yeah but they've got it kind of staggered so there's a few different events there's a sprint distance uh, super sprint distance and Olympic distance and then male and female as well so I think they're going to stagger the heat so that people don't heard, dog out. I heard that's start. a big thing with the swim is people just like fighting swim each other you. through the water, swimming over you. Where was your swim on? Uh, it, was a, it was like a 100 meter swim maybe. Um, it was a bike. In a pool or in no, a... No, it was water. It was, sea it was swim. It was sea swim. And it was a what? battle of the East workout. It was a buy-in. Did it turn out to be a paddle or a swim? <laughs> it was a swim. All right, good stuff. It was a swim, but it was like I said, I think it was like 100 meters. I mean, it wasn't. A, it was a oh, okay. bike into 50 cow bike into I think 100 meter farmers carry. You didn't get drowned. Dead last out of the water. Oh, nice. First in the heat. Oh, second in the heat actually. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So sweet. And did you find loads of people fighting for space or positions? Um, yeah, it was actually Dave Canfield was fighting me. Like he kept, he's a good swimmer. Kicking you in the face. No, he was like pulling on my leg and like fucking being a bit of a dick about it. So yeah, we won't talk about that, Dave. That's okay. That's okay. Um, All in the past. So that's your first, that's your first endurance race coming up, first triathlon. Yeah. So the swim, yeah, we're saying 30 minutes. Um, the cycle is probably going to be 
an hour and 15. Okay. And then we're looking at 50, well, the set times I've said is 50, 50 minutes for the run, but that's aggressive for me because running's my weakest part. Um, and that's after doing... After doing a bit of work, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're <laughs> going to be two, an hour and 45 minutes in. So you've going going sub three is definitely possible then if you're basing it on that 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 if i stick to my times yeah if you see time but you've left yourself loads of room so 145 yeah. to get to the run you've left yourself an hour 15 so sub three is definitely the yeah way. um transitions as well so i just got to be smooth with my transition so okay. get out the water sort out your cycle shoes whatever most people start with their well not most the more advanced people start with their shoes already clipped into their bike and put the shoes on as they're riding and then run jump and put their shoes in as they're riding i don't think i'm gonna go for that one now this week okay so those are little things that are gonna slow me down but i think just with the transitions once i'm not too long on those either how long will the transition take is it like five minutes 15 minutes is it no so it's probably gonna be from getting out of the water and getting your bike to the line that you have to mount on is probably going to take maybe, I'm hoping, no more than four minutes. Okay. I'm hoping that's for the first one and then off the bike onto the run shouldn't take long. And this is an Olympic distance. Does that change as you go into longer distances? If you were doing a half, would you would your transition be longer because it's a longer race or is it still? Um. So for the half, the half isn't, well, I suppose it is a good bit longer. Um. I probably would, yeah. I'd probably focus on filling up with a bit of a bit more snacks and food for yeah. my cycle and stuff like that. So I just fill up the back of my cycle jersey with whatever snacks I'm going to be bringing for the half. Um, so it'll probably be a little bit longer just to make sure that you're comfy because it's going to be a long ride. Um, but you wouldn't be looking at much, much longer. Okay. And then you've got, what's when's your full Ironman? You've got one back home scheduled, right? So full Ironman is going to be next August. So I've got loads of time to train for that. And there's a half here in Feb? There's, I'm not sure about the half. So Dubai usually does have a half Ironman every year. Uh, but just this year, it's unknown as okay. to whether it's going to be run. Got um, if it is on, I think it'll be on around that ton of time. Yeah, half. Um, that should be cool. And then you've got, so you, you're run, you said running is your weakest. Mm. Last couple of weeks, we ran 15k. That was the longest you ever run, right? Yeah, so we did a 15k in that gym, Ironman. That was the longest I'd ever gone. And then last week we did a lot of running. Oh, true, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would, let's keep it to continuous distance. Yeah, yeah. So um, with a half, how long is the distance for a half half marathon? Uh, so 21k. 21k. And then a full Ironman's 42. Yeah. You're talking about doing 100k in Feb? 100k in Feb, yeah. A bit aggressive. Man, man's never <laughs> run more than 50 15 kilometers in a row. I ran 15 kilometers once and 10 kilometers three times. And just why not set big goals? Yeah. You know, 2020 was a kind of up and down year. There wasn't many events on. There wasn't much going on. So let's go make 2021. Absolute sick. belter. I'm going to get t-shirts for the gym mate saying full send for the start of the new year. Like go hard yes. at 2021, full send it. Yes. Let's make it a big year. All right. That's okay. We could talk about endurance racing for a bit longer if you want to. Um, but if anyone's got any questions about any of the races Ryan's doing, because I know you're trying to encourage people to, to get involved, especially this time mm. of year when the weather's really good and get people more outside doing stuff, definitely come and speak to Ryan about um, some of the events. He's trying to recruit people to join him for some of these races. So if you're interested in doing, I know we've got a bunch of guys in the gym that are cyclists or even runners come and 
give Ryan a shout if you want to get involved in some of these races. I know he's always looking for racing partners. And the other thing as well with this is commit to doing the races. I think that's the important thing. A lot of people go out and do the activities and which is fine, do it recreationally, but you can still go participate in the races and not have to race and worry about like winning and times and all that shit. You can just go and do the races to enjoy it. I think it's just cool to have a goal, give you more motivation and focus to train and then have some sort of end goal or point where you have to validate and prove all your all your training which is a big thing for me is i'm a lot more motivated to train if i've got something that i'm working towards i'll train a lot harder i'll be a lot more consistent i'll eat a lot better if i've got a goal to work towards so sign yourself up for one of these races definitely yeah and like you're never gonna regret signing up for one of these especially with like the atmosphere that you have the whole time when you get to the event and most people they get like the little bit of butterflies before the event and then when they start a bit of adrenaline and when they finish massive like dopamine rise mm. so everyone feels so good after these events you're never going to regret doing one of these events and i wonder what level athletes get to when it starts being um like race day for amateur athletes people will always pull out bigger efforts than they will in training i wonder at what point is it your training efforts on are almost in line with what your race day efforts are like if i was going to go and run a 10k or 5k road race guarantee our pr just because of the experience and the lack of training that I've done to put me up that level and then they said all the adrenaline and the and all those things massive difference I wonder how good you've got to be for you to be training at that level constantly and when that changes I think there's a lot of tapering off for that um definitely got to put in the long slow miles first stuff yeah. like that the and then ramp up the intensity as you're getting closer so I've got Eamon's helping me with my running program I'm doing this is not an endurance feat at all it's a speed feat I'm doing I've committed to doing the eight to the eight. In eight weeks, I've committed to doing five minute mile and a 500 pound back squat. And, right, and Eamon's got me doing, um, he's doing my running program. Well, he's not programming because I didn't want to ask him to program for me, but he's helping me. And Roman's, uh, Roman, Eamon's been on the show before. Um, go listen to that episode. I can't remember what number it is, but he's a really experienced runner, not a running coach, but he's been helping me with my programming. And he sent me a tempo run yesterday. <laughs> tempo run yesterday. He's like, do 4K. So I ran 5K. Um, he said do 4k so you ran 5k yeah and he said as in do you know if you had someone in here and you were like do this and they're like oh I did that but then I did this you'd be like oh exactly. for fuck's sake <laughs> so, right. so, so do so, 4k yeah good um, man that's a good start and we discussed what tempo it needed to be at beforehand and it was um, like four and a half minute pace and I went off and I, I I'm if you know me, I'm pretty shit at pacing myself on any workout very <laughs> crap <laughs> very terrible um, and I took off uh, and my watch was like 4.30, cool, this is uh, this is the pace I'm supposed to be running. I was like, this feels pretty uncomfortable. And I was about 800 meters in, just got to the mile turnaround point and I still had like three and a half K to go, whatever it was. And then my watch ticked on that the GPS was ready and showed me that I was actually running like a 350 pace. So relying oh, on the man. technology, I'd completely screwed myself. But yeah, that goes for anything. I'm horrible at pacing workouts. It's like classic Harriman, go out too hard and, and crush the first round and then die in the ass for the rest of it. Kind of what we say, the opposite for almost all of the sessions we run in the gym. Pretty much. Don't kill yourself on the first round. Like every time I write something in water fights, don't start too hot, pace this one. Yeah. And I just can't not do that. I'm terrible at it. So like, let's go into that a little bit, pacing workouts. The um, One of the things that I've tried to play with a lot recently, especially in longer workouts, is come into pacing workouts. So they start off almost feeling boring. Like when I start a workout, like I'm going to do... It's three movements and <clears throat> I could do the whole round in one minute, but it's a longer workout. So I'm, <clears throat> excuse me. So I'm going to do it in 
three minutes for the first round. So I start off and I do it as like an EMOM and I'm standing there for literally 40 seconds. So I'll do my 20 reps or whatever it is and I have a nice big break in there. Whereas that would feel like you're going, well, maybe that's a, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but it would feel really boring and it feels really slow to start. But if you're doing this for 20 minutes, you'd probably end up with the same score. And I've done it before where I've done something too fast, redone a workout a lot slower and I've ended up with the same result, just felt a lot better doing it. Yeah, definitely. That 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 happens a lot in CrossFit where, you know, you don't ruin yourself at the very start. You go at a steady pace, which is nice. And then you finish the workout and you're like, gee, that was good. No, I'm not not dead. But then you're like, I got the exact same scores yeah. when I killed myself at the start and then hang on, hung on for dear life till, till the end. So my thing with it as well is I don't mind letting people go too fast at the start of workout. I won't encourage people to do it. And I, I try and prevent myself from doing it. But there's a good training response and you can actually imagine you're doing a 10 minute workout and you completely ruin yourself for the first two minutes. The last eight minutes are going to be way tougher and you'll probably end up with the same training response. So there's definitely mm. a time and a place for poorly paced workouts. Yeah, yeah, no, it'll definitely, definitely, if not physically, even mentally, just to be able to be strong enough to hold on to that pace. Yeah. You're going to get some great bon- or benefits from that. Like that tempo run I did yesterday, I completely ruined myself for the first 800 meters. And I was like, this is, I'm going to have to walk this now. And I dropped down to a comfortable pace, which would, should be an easy pace for me to run. It wasn't. And it wasn't. And I was like, this is horrible. I'm running at like a five minute pace, so it should be pretty comfortable. And it was mm. absolutely destroying me. So you had another four and a half or four and a half kilometers, basically, oh, of running. hard running. In the hole. Because your heart rate was up in the sky. Yeah. You'd red zone straight away, so you would the rest of the workout in the red zone. Yeah, so it was a good training experience. Could be good adaptations for your for your heart there. Not what I would recommend people do all the time, and not what I was supposed to do yesterday. But definitely, there's some a lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not a lesson learned. I'll definitely. Make if you haven't learned this again. one, so. Um, clearly I'm horrible at pacing workouts if anybody's got any advice on how to pace workouts a little bit better yeah tell Craig and he won't listen to you okay. or if you want to know how to pace workouts don't ask me how to pace workouts how you so you said when you're talking about the European Championships you paced that thruster row workout horribly so yeah so it was kind of it was a funny one so that workout started with if I can if I can remember it properly it started with a 600 meter row but it was a two separately scored events so the row was a separate row so the 600 meter row was a separate row and then you go straight into either 100 or 200 double unders i'm not sure um oh, double unders into 40 or 50 thrusters i think it was 40 and 20 bar muscle ups wow so thrusters have always been a massive weakness of mine anyway so i should have been smart and said okay let's um take it easy on this row and but just the row, the row was a scored separate it event. was a scored event which is why you don't want to take uh, it easy yeah, full so stand. i ended up coming like third in the row perfect <laughs> claim to fame i beat some games athletes in that yeah. <laughs> so there's there's another claim to fame yeah. beat some games athletes in that um 600 meter row fantastic but <laughs> they absolutely annihilated me in the next half of the workout yeah and because the adrenaline was pumping and i felt so good i cruised the double unders they were fine and on the thrusters I probably did them better than I've ever done before. And then after the thrusters, I died. What weight was the thrusters? I think it was about 50 kilos. All right, I'm good. It might have been 45 kilos, 50. Look, look out for that one in programming, guys. That sounds like a fun one. Oh, man. Not for long, people. No. 
uh, <laughs> rowing rowing is for long people yeah but the thrusters rowing nasty six foot pl- how, old, how tall are you six three six three so he's rowing's built for rowing's built for rowing um but yeah i think definitely i spoke about it on insta stories the other day about pacing workouts or well, not necessarily pacing workouts but having secondary strategies to help mm. you pace workouts better this workout specifically was um monday's chipper workout that was a 35 minute time cap which i only think a handful of people actually finished that so strategies for pacing workouts are having secondary goals that help you commit to your pace so if you deciding how fast you're going to move or not getting too excited and setting off too hot's one thing but if i set myself goals for like i'm only going to take five second breaks every time i put the bar down or i'm only going to take a 10 second break when i transition between movements that will help you keep the pace so coming up with something like that or um deciding how to break the workout in the, so it was hang power cleans i'm going to break hang that power into, cleans and burpees, yeah. into uh, three sets so i'm going to break it into sets of whatever that's a good me- uh tool or a, co- a mechanism for pacing workouts a little bit better and i think that's one that people could benefit more and people probably aren't using people just look at them mm. like what do i have to do to finish this workout in time and they have like they break the times down and whatever whatever but if you go a level deeper than that you've probably find where you're losing time or not committing to that pace is you're rested too long or you're doing too big a set and having to take bigger breaks afterwards so i think a, be- a good strategy for pacing workouts is just understanding the strategy going into the workout and we write a bunch of information like that on Waterfire as well as think about this how you're going to break it down I don't know many people pay attention to that and I think a lot of people especially in the gym like on base don't really care too much about pacing it and having the best score for the workout but I think for getting the most out of your training if you could do more work in less time because you pace the workout a little bit better that's going to produce a better fitness response so i think there's definitely uh, something to be thought about when pacing workouts yeah no definitely yeah that's a big one just i think a lot of people when they attack some of these workouts they're like look at a big long workout and they're just they go by feel which is a really cool thing to do uh but sometimes going by feel leaves them pushing till they can't push anymore and then they red zone a little bit and then they stop and stand back and look at the bar for a while and then they do another few reps till they get to the point of serious fatigue and they stop and look at the bar for a while and look around and look at everyone around them and then they go again till they can't go anymore and it's a kind of vicious cycle instead of doing maybe shorter manageable sets yeah and, and moving red nice lining. And, yeah and moving nice and smoothly through the workout so that you don't suffer your way through the workout Definitely. Um, moving on. Yeah, yeah. And maybe you can draw on your experience because you've got an event, a competition coming up this weekend. Um, tapering for events or competitions or tapering training. So this is going to be, this will be interesting to hear how you've done this for your event coming up this weekend. Um, I know I've done it a bunch of times when we've done any like CrossFit specific events and fitness events, what I would do for in order like the week leading up to an event. But what have you done this weekend? Cause this would be a good, a, a very relative or relevant, sorry, um, example of how to tape for, for an event. So what have you done training wise this week in preparation for your. Nice. So this week weekend? was um, a little bit more of a chill week. So I just had a, what day? So let's say Sunday I had a tempo run. Monday, I had some interval swimming, um, so that was just at paces, so starting off with a longer distance at slow pace, uh, taking a little rest, go shorter distance, a little bit faster, shorter, a bit faster, shorter, a bit faster, um, just feeling good in the water and trying to glide a little bit more and relax, and then the rest of the week is dedicated to 
rest, recovery, foam rolling, making sure the joints feel good. And if I get time, I'll pop in and out of the pool once or twice, but I'm not going to do anything intense. Um, just recovery, recovery, recovery for the week. Nice. But I think a lot of the tapering is maybe weeks leading up to the event. Okay. Um, so, which I haven't done too well for this event just because it's my first one and I'm not going for a record time. I'm just looking to get it done. Yeah and see how it feels and then get a base layer in and then next time I do something similar I'll try beat my time and prepare a little bit more intensely but for now leading up to this event I've just started um, a bit further out with more long distance at a slow pace to build a big aerobic base um, so a lot of time spent in zone 2 hmm. and then as I've gotten closer and closer and closer to the event starting to do shorter intervals or faster intervals to get the intensity back in before I start. And obviously the event. training kind of the training period or the training block leading up to the event and the taper would be relevant to the duration of the event. Like if you were doing a full Ironman, I'm sure your training cycle would be a bit longer because you've got to fit more miles in. Would your taper be similar or shorter for that? Um, so for the, let's say for the full Ironman, um, I'm thinking for the full Ironman, a little bit of a plan I have at the moment is next summer to just spend a lot of time at a slow pace or maybe end of well let's say middle of the year yeah before summer i think summer is when i'm probably going to start speeding things up a little bit but even before then maybe like march april that's when i'm going to try to get so loads of long distance at a slow pace in and that's for the event in october and that's for the event in august yeah in august sorry yeah august, okay so i'm going to try building massive miles under a really slow aerobic pace and build a really big base, which is going to be a little bit boring going slow because going fast is always a bit more exciting. But then I think as I'm getting closer, I'll start doing intervals at a higher intensity and a higher heart rate and keep on building that up till I get to a few weeks out from the event. And a few weeks out from the event training will look like, you know, probably very close to race pace intervals or even faster than race pace at shorter intervals. And that'll be how far out, sorry? Um, so I'd probably be looking at those maybe a month out and okay. then a month out I'll start to reduce the volume and reduce the intensity and have wow. a kind of month of relaxing. Nice. Versus a week for this one. Versus a week, yeah. Interesting. Um, what about um, fueling for this? Because I spoke, asked Amy when he was on the podcast about um, how to fuel for race day and he said you don't really need to change it that much because your training volume decreases so you just keep the same amount of food as if you're training yeah. hard and you're fueling your training you don't want to then reduce your training volume and massively increase your calorie intake so there's no need to do race day fueling because the last couple of days you won't be training that much if you continue to you'll still the same be a bit amount, of a surplus yeah you'll be in a surplus which i always thought was very interesting as well yeah so this week uh food's just been the exact same uh, food's been the exact same all week, but um, intensity's been down. So I did one one run at started week, one swim swim at started week, and the rest of the week I haven't done anything except for just kind of work. So food's just been the same for the week. Um, no crazy changes. Just stick with the usual routine, and then on race day I'll try stick to what I've been doing for most of my cycles and runs and stuff like that, fuel wise. Sick. Um, go on. So, yeah, I suppose uh, if you want to see the race day, what race day looks like, race day is going to be just uh, in the morning. I'm going to have my overnight oats nice and early. Maybe an hour, hour and a half before the event, um, head in. Just before the event, I'll have a 
maybe um, just some small electrolytes in a shot of water. Okay. Um, so electrolyte tablet in a shot of water, not going to mix it in with a big volume of water because you don't want a lot of water slushing around in you while you're going. Most of the hydration stuff will have been done the days leading before up to it anyway. Yeah. Uh, after the swim, so that's just before the swim. After the swim, I'll have another shot of electrolytes just before I get on the bike, maybe with a little bit of salt because there'll probably be a lot of sweating on the bike. Um, cycling, because I've already got my electrolyte in, in my two cycling bottles on my bike, it's just going to be water. And I'll probably go through maybe a liter, maybe just about a liter to a liter and a quarter of water on the bike. I'm not going to empty the two 750 ml bottles because I think uh, that'll just be too much water for mm. in my stomach for the running in comparison to while I'm sweating out. And I think once I have my electrolytes and stuff like that, I'll have sweated out a little bit of a little bit of electrolytes a little bit of salt but because i've stayed on top of those i will still won't be too dehydrated by the time i get to the run um before the run i'll probably have an electrolyte before the run little shot again and then on the run it's just stop at the water stations every two and a half kilometers walk while you drink your water because if i run while i'm going to drink my water it's going to go all over my face so <laughs> just pick up a glass of water take a sup or two and then continue on um and that should be fine for the day, I think. And then go have burgers and pizzas. And burgers and pizzas and, and beers. And burritos afterwards. Big burrito. <laughs> so here's, a, here's an interesting fact about Ronnie. He doesn't like vegetables. No, uh, not a fan. But I've, when I, I wouldn't say, whenever I say this, everyone laughs. But I've been getting my vegetables in powdered form at the moment from Newsist. Those good greens in the mornings. Shout not, out to Newsist. Not a sponsored podcast. Not a sponsored podcast, but... They're helping me get some greens in, so it's all good. Powdered greens is where it's at. Uh, it's not probably ideal, but for someone like me that doesn't eat very many greens, it's, it's probably essential. It's a supplement. This is exactly what it's supposed to do. That's, yeah, I suppose. Um, I love vegetables. I can't eat enough vegetables. I'm a vegetable fiend. Love it. A vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> um, also loves burritos and tacos. Especially if they've got vegetables in them. Um, and brisket. All right, and then uh, last topic I want to cover, just want to get your thoughts on this as, as a coach, is how how important is movement efficiency is as uh, something to focus on with your training? There's a lot of people who want to come in and get stronger and get fitter, and we've been doing a bunch of these goal-setting interviews with people, and peop- I'm surprised and pleased a lot of people's goals that are training-related. I want to get stronger at this, I feel this, I want to get this movement better, um, or I want to get stronger or faster at doing this movement, and then it made... I was thinking, what is missing or what's a simple fix? What's low-hanging fruit to make, give people better access to more fitness? So without like getting strong takes time, getting fit takes time, is what things can someone improve just to, to get better at working out, to be able to have a higher output would be just to move a little bit better. What, as a coach, would you say considerations need to be made or how important is movement efficiency? Uh, essential. Oh. Essential. Um, essential. But I think I think people just need to... Something that they're going to get massive bang for the buck is just slowing things down massively. So, like, let's say in base at the moment because we're building up for a strong squat. We've been on, doing a on lot Sunday. Of, on Sunday. That's going to be that's going to be pretty intense. That's going to be cool. I am. That's going to be tool. 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 That's going, that's going to be too, too cool. That's tool. going to be too cool. Uh, I'm buzzing for that. That's yeah, going to be I'm, sick. I'm out for that. So yeah. So like for the training the last few weeks, we've done lots of tempo squats. Stuff like that. And then before that, we were doing lots of goblet and structure work and stuff mm. like that just to get people in good positions. Yeah. And I think 
you know what would benefit people is just getting into a good position and staying there for a period of time so like right if everyone could just go away and sit in the bottom of a squat for two minutes a day every day you would be laughing fuck it 10 minutes a day oh man i saw i saw sonny webster post a video on it there yesterday of him and one of his buddies they're in an elevator going down he's like just utilizing our time here and they're both just sitting in the bottom of a squat your mates with sonny webster are you yeah good buddies we went lifting together there once and lance armstrong yeah 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 sir lance was here last week um, um yeah me and sonny we went lifting once and and ricky garage uh nah not the best of buddies <laughs> not the best of buddies ben maybe but not nah, ricky nah they're too 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 eejits but <laughs> but yeah um lance lance is all right i'm all right. do you know what lance he's not a bad dude lance people people bad. hate ba- people hate on lance but you're either pro lance or you're anti-lance I'm, yeah there's a lot of pro lance yeah yeah opinion is basically he's done more good than bad with all the money he's raised for cancer research. So he used his fame and his position to raise a lot of money for cancer research. So that's, I think, outweighed the bad. He's also a bit of a dick, though. He's a bit of a dick for cheating. <laughs> Not that. That's, have you ever watched Oh, them? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was dickhead to all of his... Uh, to the team. To the team. The, um, the Secret Race. Was yeah. it Secret Race or Perfect Race, the book? Um, oh, I haven't read um, that. Read that. That'll change your mind on Have that. you read that? Yeah. Can't remember what it's called, but it's a fucking good book. Yeah, yeah. So I actually I, I read one on Lance Armstrong years ago when I was younger. But um, but yeah, pro Lance, <laughs> up Lance, Lance for president. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, where what were we? Oh yeah, movement, movement efficiency. efficiency. Move, yeah, Sonny, Sonny Webster. Same on the bottom of the squat. So yeah, so like for people that are like, I want to get a better squat. Just, I think you know, people sitting at the bottom of the squat. But I think like you know, a really good thing to do is. Just grab a kettlebell. Uh, it's really good for helping you get into a position to help you counterbalance, keep your he- keep your heels on the ground, stuff like that. Um, so if you grab a kettlebell and sit into the bottom of a goblet squat, you can get into a nice comfy position, hang out there for a long time, and just don't relax. Just work on your positioning. And then in, with with regards to like that's improving an actual movement, like the squat, for example, mm. and the, you could give examples of raw movements. What about when it comes to working out? As I like what you said before about need to slow things down and we spoke spoke about pacing workouts earlier how important or how useful would it be to slow down in workouts to go faster oh man oh, i love this one yeah and also um slowing down in workouts so it just goes down to kind of it feeds into pacing which is what we were chatting about a while ago yeah um so i think if people slow down on any of their movements their pull-ups their push-ups all these kind of things you can move with better technique without fatiguing your muscles Mm. as fast and if you can move with better technique without fatiguing muscles fast you can then take your breaks and fit in more workload in an allotted time and then if you're not extra 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 efficient with your movement you're probably wasting loads of energy doing that movement anyway so you're rushing and you're doing thrusters for example and your knees all over the place and you're pressing the bar too early that's going to become more tiring to do that amount of work versus if you moved a little bit slower you concentrated on your squat position and you were timing the bar coming off your shoulders at the top of your squat you'd probably save yourself a bunch of energy anyway um and that would become less taxing so you'd get more work done in the same amount of time so definitely i think prioritizing movement quality is probably the biggest thing you do to get fitter and get stronger it's just making sure your movement is really dialed in, you're moving really well, so you're not wasting any energy. Oh, definitely. I've never seen a games that move bad on their thrusters or or front squats, have you? Maybe. 
I'm trying to think, but I can't think of any of the best ones that do. If you watch all those guys move, it's like butter, like everything. Like Rich Froning yeah. is just sleek. Yeah. Um, that's another thing. CrossFit Games this weekend. Exciting. I think I thought I, I thought it was week. supposed to start on Monday, and then I was looking for a link on Monday. I was like, what's going on here? No, but I think I said it was starting on the 19th, and it was um, that was when they had to be in Aromas. In the bubble. Yeah. They're so setting up a little bubble. Um, I think it's the 23rd. Okay, yeah. Now I was looking on Monday, being like, "What is going on? Where is this link?" Um, who do you think is going to win? Oh, I don't think it's much of a question. Do you think it's going to just be t- Matt and Tia? Uh, yeah, Matt and Tia, easy. And what then- would have to happen for someone to beat Matt? Apart from like him breaking his leg or getting L- eaten by a coyote. Lots of very non-specialist workouts with swimming. Or maybe longer distance running or something where... They can only do one swim event though, right? That's it. You can only do one, yeah. And I don't think... So the events they've announced so far... Because there's only five people. The events they've announced so far is the hill sprint with a sandbag. There's a lunge toaster bar, one they've announced. There's the CrossFit total. There's going to be a trail run. I saw... What were they doing this morning? They were teasing something. I think it's going to be some sort of sled push one because I saw some turf like on the ground and shit like that. Okay. I don't think from what i've seen so far he's gonna lose any of those events or not not win any of those yeah events. and if he doesn't he's coming second consistently or third consistently um and because there's such a small field of athletes the worst he can do is fifth but it, it depends on how they spread out the points um but the points are have you seen what they are it's 100 for first 75 for second 50 35 and 15 okay so you win three events you've got a 75 point lead yeah, it's pretty massive. It's going to be, and then obviously, and if you come fifth, then you're you lose that lead. But the chance of him he not, is going to win majority of the events, and yeah, so is so is she. The only ones that anybody beat him on were the squad event. Um, the young lad Madeira's beat him on the squat. I'm looking forward to see him. And the only one, the other one was the um, uh, the handstand hold where Olsen beat him by one second, so there was nothing in it. Nothing in it, yeah. And then the row, he came like quite high on the row Monster. for his height, so no one else beat him on the row. I don't think even the non-CrossFit specialty events, people can touch him. Have you seen much of Justin Medeiros? Nah. I saw he won... I, I, First seen him when he won 5150. I was there last year watching, yeah. I didn't know who he was. And I was like, who is this kid with the mullet? And apparently there's a good and doco. he demolished him. There's a good doco on him on YouTube. And the Buttery Boys. Did you watch just, it? Not yet. I've seen it, yeah. It's but, good. The Buttery Boys have just done a Madeira's episode as well. I watch that too. Um, so yeah, he'll be good to watch. I think it'll be Fraser, Olsen. Madeiros. You reckon? Yeah, he's like, when I saw him in 5150, I was like, this Impressed. dude. Okay. Something else. I'm actually going to do some more research on him. Uh, ladies, same story. Tia. Because um, did you watch the video when they broke down Matt versus Tia in the first stage? And mm. they tied. Okay, yeah. So they were like as good as each other. I saw that, yeah. So it's 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 a joke, isn't it? Um, so Tia, I think first, second. I don't even know who's going to come second. That's uh, The women's uh, is a bit spread out at the moment. Tava's daughter. No, I don't think so. I think no. she did well to get there, let alone... Um, I don't think she's got it. I don't like catching very much. Not best buds? <laughs> Just putting that out there. Um, Not best buds, okay. Ke- uh, Hayley Adams? Uh, third place. You second, reckon? second. Yeah, third, yeah. So who's second? Um, catching, you're saying catching? Maybe catching. Um, who else there? What are, what are the other two girls? Uh, it's Tia... 
Carrie Pierce, Haley Adams, Brooke Wells. Who knows? Carrie Pierce. We're going to say Carrie Pierce for second. Who's Matt. the fifth one? I have no idea. We're going to say Carrie Pierce is going to come second. Haley Adams is going to come third. Um, Brooke Wells is going to come fourth. And the unknown is going to come fifth. The unknown is going to come fifth. This yeah. annoying me who the uh, who the fifth one is now. Um, yeah, but do you reckon no one could beat Tia? Same story as Matt. Not a hope. I think she's going to be even more dominant than Matt. Than Matt is. Yeah, I don't think any of the girls are closer. Whereas I think like the way that workouts fare out with the men, if there's a lot of specialist stuff, some guys can challenge Matt a little bit. But if Tia's just gonna walk away with it, I think even specialist events, Tia's gonna walk away. With it. Like you know, she's a savage swimmer as well and stuff like that. So, no, oh, I said them all. The one that I missed, I didn't say to me. It was oh, yes, okay, yes, and then to me. Yeah, that was it. Yes, um, yeah. So I think. What right. do you What do you think? Uh, to me first, Brookwell second, Haley third. Cara Pierce will do well, but then I think there'll be. She's very, very, very good at some epi- at some events. I don't think she'll be well-rounded enough. So I'm, I don't think she'll do. I think she have too many lower places oh, to okay, make her yeah. a contender. I think Brooke Wells is super well-rounded. Not the best at any one thing you necessarily. Think it- She's strong as hell, but then I don't mm-hmm. think she. Last year she didn't make the final cut because she stepped on the line the sprint of, and I think last year she would have done really well. Um, I think David's daughter is going to come fifth. Carrie Pierce fourth. Haley Adams third. I think she's a she'll do really well, but I think she won't have the experience to mm. edge out Toomey and Wells in second. Fair enough. There you go. Uh, I mean, done. there's only out of five people it wasn't a hard call to make. But. No, done. Sweet. Let's wrap it up there because that's like 50 minutes of the good people's time. We've got to go and do meetings and, and talk about all your programming for the next week or so. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Rowan, thank you, for, thank you for your time. Thank you. Have you got any parting thoughts you want to leave the good people with? Uh, keep working hard keep working hard and if people want to come and find Rowan where do they go base 3 base 3 base 3 I suppose yeah base 3 Rowan at base Rowan at base 3 daddy email Rowan Bray on the gram Rowan Bray on the gram come find me send me a message join in on a run join in on a cycle whatever you like have an awesome weekend team see you next week